Welcome to It's All Geek to Me, a podcast where two friends experience popular nerdy franchises for the first time. My name is Leah, and this season, my co-host Kelly will be watching my favorite films, The Lord of the Rings, for the very first time, and I'm the expert. Let's dive in. And we're back for another episode of It's All Geek to Me, Lord of the Rings version 2.0. Yes, let's go. (laughs) So where are we in the story? We're back with Merry and Pippin, who I was misled to believe by Leah that they were done in this story, but they continue to be in the movie. I did not purposely mislead you. And in fact, it seems like they're trying to make a lot of stuff happen. They're trying to get the ends to go to battle. Yeah. So we've got Treebeard and he's kind of talking about the war and he says there's a gathering and all Mm -hmm. of the Ents are coming into this clearing and there's a bunch of different kinds of tree Ents, which I thought was really cute. And (laughs) they're trying to have a discussion to see if they should go to war. So this whole section that we watched was kind of intercut between this situation with the Ents and this war that's happening at Helm's Deep. So we keep on going back and forth between the two, but let's move on over to Helm's Deep, where the war battle, I guess, is about to begin. About to begin. Oh, this sequence makes my heart hurt so much. Watching like all the old men and all the kids Mm -hmm. getting their battle armor on and getting their weapons. It's just, it's a very hopeless sight that we are seeing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things I struggled with watching this section of the film, I feel like it's so packed with stuff going on and little Mm -hmm. details, but it's so hard hard to relay on here just because there's so much happening so much battle i know (laughs) i'll I'll try my best so the (laughs) women and children are going to the caves and all of the men and boys are sent away to fight so aragorn is not impressed with the people he's like these are farmers and children and (laughs) legolas isn't impressed either and he's like yeah it's 300 people versus 10,000 orakai and legolas knows that they're gonna die but even though Aragorn literally just said that he's not impressed with these people. He is ready to die with them and he actually gets mad at Legolas for knowing that they're going to die. So a little weird. Well, for suggesting that they should leave. I think, I mean, he doesn't say that, but I think that's kind of what he's suggesting is why are you this important person willing to throw your life down for this? Mm -hmm. But like, what other choice does he have at that point? And Aragorn being the hero that he is, is willing to die with them. And he basically says as much. Yeah, it's like they're speaking in Elvish and then for the most important grim line, he switches back to English (laughs) and is like, I will die as one of them. And they're all like, uh, what? (laughs) But that really is important you know, going into a battle, you kind of have to have that trust in the people that are leading you into battle that they're going to stay with you throughout the most important parts of it. You know, that camaraderie, super important. Yeah. And then we get to see the king getting his armor put on and the army is marching forward. We see the kids being given these weapons that I knew was probably jerking at your heartstrings. Yeah, that was pretty sad for me. It's a little sad. (laughs) And Aragorn sees a kid with a sword 
sword and he's like, hey, give me your sword. And the kid says, you know, everyone's saying this is hopeless and that we're all going to die. And Aragorn does a little show off moment where he like flips the sword around really cool. And then he's like, there's always hope. Also, that sword. Oof. oof. He's like, this is a good sword. And I'm like, you're just saying that. (laughs) That's not a good sword. That's a really bad sword. It has no No, edge on it. It's completely Not a great sword, but a good sword for a young child who's probably going to die anyway. Yeah, exactly. Make it quick. (laughs) So then Aragorn is putting on his gear to get ready for the battle. And Legolas comes over and he apologizes. And Aragorn's like, there's nothing to apologize for because these guys are bros. And it doesn't really matter because they're always going to, you know, follow each other to whatever end. And we get a ton of Gimli comedic relief during this section (laughs) of the movie. So first we get him, you know, struggling with the chain mail because it's way too long on him and it's also tight in the the chest chest. area. (laughs) And then while they're getting ready, they hear a horn and Legolas is like, that's not an orc horn. So they run out and they see a bunch of archers coming and I wrote, are they elves? They are. Skyrim Um, elves? Elrond sent them. (laughs) They looked like the elves from Skyrim and I got excited. So Aragorn's super hyped. He hugs the elf, which I thought was cute because the elf is like, uh, why are you touching me? His name is Haldir. We saw him in the first film with the Lady of the Wood, with Galadriel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was there. He greeted them when they entered. He said, you are in the realm of the Lady of the Wood. I knew his face looked familiar, but I couldn't quite place it but you are absolutely right so yeah now the army is slightly more beefed up but it doesn't seem like they have enough considering before the numbers were 300 versus 10,000 I highly doubt that they're bringing an extra 9,000 elves (laughs) over but I guess elves are pretty strong they've got to be stronger than men for sure yeah absolutely especially with having like the archers it gives Mm -hmm. them that range you know that they didn't have before that they could start fighting over the wall that they couldn't do before and it's also really helpful because now we have actual trained soldiers as opposed to these farmers and children and children yeah another comedic relief Gimli can't see over the wall (laughs) so he's like oh what's going on over there and Legolas is like shall I describe it to you or shall I find you a box and then they laugh (laughs) I love Gimli's laugh there (laughs) which I thought was a little much for this moment very tense moment but I'm like you can describe it to me Legolas (laughs) oh my gosh relax over there so there's this very long standoff where the orakai are looking up at all of the archers who are looking down and the orakai start making noises and one of them gets shot in the neck and everybody just watches him fall and at this point we know that the battle is about to begin but why didn't the archers just start firing at that point because at that point they would have had a slight advantage if they had just and again I'm not I'm not an expert at all in fact I would go so far as to say I'm ignorant about these things but why didn't they just start throwing arrows so that they had a little bit more time because as soon as the orc started rushing for it, that was it. Yeah. You know? I thought about that as well this time and I, I feel like I've never thought about that before but, you know, obviously that first arrow was a mistake from this old man who should not be fighting <laughs> and Aragorn immediately yells, hold! He tells them to hold. Yeah. I don't know why he says that but they have to listen. I don't either. The elves are good Ugh, listeners. It's so frustrating. But yeah, I agree. They should have just started. I think he was kind of just trying to figure out like what the heck just happened but still i feel like it could have given them a little bit of an advantage no i agree it's one thing that i don't really understand and this is not really the place to have this conversation but i don't really understand (laughs) the specifics of battles in war or why there's this like etiquette it doesn't make any sense to me 
I'm not an honorable person, so I guess it makes sense that I wouldn't understand. I don't get it either, but yeah. Okay, good. Well, neither of us are honorable. They they need to keep their <laughs> honor, I suppose. So yeah, the battle <laughs> finally begins. The archers are shooting away, and Legolas says you gotta shoot them in the neck, because that is where their armor is weak, and they seem to be holding pretty well for a pretty little well. while. The Orkai have crossbows, and they also have ladders, so they start climbing up the wall. Ugh, the ladders are scary. The ladders were terrifying, and I was also thinking, yeah. just a quick side note, imagine being the one who's on the ladder, hoping that your men just, like, don't drop you as you soar up there, yeah. and knowing that you're probably gonna get axed as soon as you get up to the top. So, Or being scary. the person standing on the wall where the ladder comes up, Ooh, and being yeah, the that first too. one. I don't know why I'm thinking from the point of view of the Orkai. <laughs> why do you care about the orcs? <laughs> Sorry. So then we actually cut back really quick to the trees, the Ents. They're negotiating, and this is a very funny part, and it really broke up the tense moments of the battle. So Treebeard comes over to Merry and Pippin. He's like, all right, we have agreed. And there's like a beat <laughs> of silence. And then one of them's like, agreed what? Like what? And he's like, I told the other Ents your names, and they decided that you're not orcs. And Merry is pissed because he's like, what it, about it's already the nightfall. It's definitely been a long time, and Treebeard explains that old Entish is such a slow language that it takes them basically forever to have a conversation. They didn't even get started talking about the war yet, and Mary is just not having it, but I guess we had to just keep on waiting for them to continue this very long discussion. And what's funny about this scene, too, actually, you know, maybe in this case you would have liked the extended edition because there are two other scenes from mm. that section that got cut out. One of them oh, really? is while the Ents are talking, Mary and Pippin are in the forest drinking water from this little stream and they're growing mm. taller from oh. the water because the water makes the trees grow tall. It's yeah. what brought them to Rowan. life. So they actually yeah. get a couple inches on them in this section and they are forever the tallest hobbits in like the world after that because oh they gosh. drink this water. I'm going to be honest. I feel like that would stress me out a little bit. Why? Because I would be like, are they ever going to go back? Are they ever going to be short again? They don't get much taller, but I think one of them, I can't remember which one it is, but one of them is taller. And then the other one goes, I've always been taller than you. Why are you taller than me now? So then he drinks the water and then they're both kind of like fighting to drink more to like be the tallest. So that was like a cute little extended oh scene. But it's like, what does that add to the story? Like literally nothing. Joy. It adds joy. It adds joy. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's another scene where the Ents are talking and they stop talking and Mary's like, okay, so what's the deal? And he's like, we just finished saying hello. And he's like, oh my God, what is wrong with you Ooh. guys? Like you have to talk about this. And then when they go back again, that's when they're like, we have decided that you are not orcs. <laughs> so those are the, maybe you would have liked those scenes. Honestly, I feel like the hello would have been pretty funny. <laughs> it got to be too much in my opinion. It's like, yeah. oh my God, okay, like I get it. Like it was yeah. breaking up tension for the amount that they kept in. Those other scenes, I think it was too much mm-hmm. tension breaking. That's how I was feeling about all these Gimli jokes, honestly, because <laughs> I was getting to be so annoyed with him in the wall, but eventually we finished that. They still have some cute, funny moments, but it's not just purely for comedic relief, which I appreciate. So back to the war. Gimli and Legolas are keeping count of how many people they've killed. Gimli is sorely behind. He said he's killed two so far. Legolas has 17 and then he immediately kills two more people and he's like 19. But eventually Gimli does start catching up. I think it's just he was too short to be able to kill anybody until the real battle came to him. But I also thought that was another cute moment. You know, like you said earlier in this movie that we're starting to see the two of them kind of form this brotherly relationship with each other. So just the idea 
idea of these two characters who once upon a time strongly opposed each other are now joking around in the middle yeah. of a battle that's very serious and scary and kind of arguing over who's going to kill the most people. I thought it was a really sweet touch. Yes, I agree. And then we have the king for a second getting cocky and he's like, is that all you got, Saruman? And then immediately the Orakai light a bomb. Yeah, literally <laughs> Knock out a portion of the wall and then the king is just standing there like a dumb idiot and he, I was so mad at him for saying that because I'm a very strong believer in Murphy's <laughs> law and I feel like if you say it, it's oh, yeah, gonna happen. Sure. So that's his own fault. And that was the storm drain that Grimma was talking about and that was the thing that Saruman was building, yes. this bomb to knock out this mm-hmm. storm drain and lo and behold, it worked. So we have some more battle. Aragorn is, he falls when the part of the wall falls and Gimli jumps to save him. Legolas uses a shield uh, like a skateboard and he slides down <laughs> the staircase. So Very bro of him. <laughs> and then we go back to the Ents and they refuse to fight and Merry is really stepping up here and he gets super angry at them and he's yelling at them and Treebeard says it's time to go home and Merry and Pippin are getting ready to go home and Pippin says maybe he's right. You know, we'll always have the Shire so maybe we can just go back there and Merry reminds him that if this war is successful on the evil side, there's not going to be a Shire left. Oh, okay. So I cried during this part. I got emotional. Really? Yeah, because I... Wow, that's not what I would have expected. Okay. I just really love how Mary wants to be a part of this battle. He wants to help his friends. He doesn't think it's fair that they just get to go home and know that this is going on and have no power to stop it. And I think that's really honorable of him. You cry about the weirdest things. Okay. I'll tell you. You cry about nothing. You have no heart. (laughs) I cry about inconveniences. Small inconveniences. Coffee's too hot. I'll cry. Just kidding. (laughs) So now back to the war again. The soldiers of Helm's Deep, they are starting to fall back. The elf leader, Haldir, is killed, which I was really interested to see that they gave him a very honorable moment for his death. So that really reinforced me that there's no way they're just going to kill off a character without us seeing them in slow motion dying. So I will not be fooled again. Also, though, one of my biggest gripes with this movie is Haldir's death because we're in the middle of this giant battle. There is blood everywhere. We're seeing blood. We're seeing all of this. Like it's it's kind of a graphic scene. You know, even when Aragorn puts his hand on Haldir's chest after he died, his hand is covered in blood. But Mm -hmm. when we see the back of Haldir's head where he just got axed, nothing, no blood, no guts. Nothing. Oh, Leah. Special effects department. What were you guys doing in that moment? Why like, are you what the trying heck? to see his cracked open head? That I just, is It really just pulls me. me out of it, to be totally honest. Oh, really? Like, I just wanted to see some special effects there, even just like a little blood coming out of the back of his head, but his there's nothing. And I don't know why. Speaking of special effects, I was actually cracking up a little bit. I was pulled out of the story a tiny bit, which when we talk about it in a minute, but I don't want to ruin the fun of the movie. But when the two hobbits are on Treebeard and they're like coasting around. Any moment during this movie when that's happened, it's been just such an obvious green screen and I know a lot of the movie is green screen, but I feel like it's just so noticeable there and I don't know why. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that I've said this before, but I think that this movie aged really well and I think that it was a very impressive use of CGI. Mm -hmm. Treebeard, nah, not 
Not as impressive. Not as impressive. So anyway, the Orkai breach the gate and Aragorn and Gimli sneak out of this little side door and they have to jump to the bridge to start fighting the Orkai who are at the gate. And <laughs> Gimli is like, you have to toss me, but don't tell the elf because he can't jump that far. And this is a callback to the first movie when they were on the bridge right before Gandalf falls and someone was trying to toss Gimli and Gimli says, a dwarf is never tossed. And he jumps and he almost falls and Legolas grabs him by the beard to pull him up. So I like that moment where he (laughs) he's like, okay, you gotta toss me. I can't make the distance. Just please don't tell him. I didn't even think about that. Well, I'm an expert, so, you know. (laughs) Well, yeah, of course. That's why you're here. Well, (laughs) actually, when this moment first happened and he said, you're gonna have to throw me, don't tell the elf. At first I thought that he was about to be thrown basically into a suicide mission, you know, Mm -hmm. being thrown in and doing a last hurrah. I didn't realize for a second there that they were both jumping in to fight. I don't know why I thought that, but I was like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) No, they survived that section. I love that battle too, the way that they're kind of like spinning around each other back to back, Mm -hmm. fighting everybody off. I thought that was a really cool part of the Helm's Deep battle. And then the next part absolutely infuriated me like nothing else. I think everything that the king has done in this section of the movie has made me so unreasonably angry. So the king distracts Gimli and Aragorn and is like, hey, you guys, get back here. I don't understand why he even did that because both of them look over and then they start getting knocked around by the Orakai, which if that didn't happen, then they would have been fine. But they end up being fine anyway. But I was just so annoyed that they're like, he's like, hey, be safe out there. Come back. You're getting hurt. And then that's when they start getting hurt. Yeah. And then he sees them get grabbed and he puts the last board up anyway. Yeah. What an idiot. Oh, I'm so mad at him. They do manage to get away though and Legolas pulls them up the wall and then the king is telling everybody that they need to retreat and then we go back to Treebeard and he's ready to take the hobbits back to a spot where they can make their journey home. But Pippin wants to go back south towards Isengard and he says the closer we are to danger, the further we are from harm because they won't expect that. Which even Treebeard is like, well, I think you're an idiot, but you're small. So I guess I don't really know what you think. (laughs) And it was a pretty good moment. Yeah. Well, I think he had a little something else up his sleeve that he was thinking. Yeah. I actually wrote, I wasn't sure if the next thing that happens was an intentional moment by him or if he just managed to stupid his way into a good situation. I think he knew. I think he knew because at this point he knows that there's all these fires in Isengard and Treebeard Mm -hmm. has said Saruman does not care about the forest anymore. I think he had some sort of inkling that if they went south, it was going to give Treebeard the motivation he needed to fight. So we'll talk about that really quick. Treebeard is being pretty funny, telling stories about like mice crawling up him and it being ticklish. And then (laughs) he sees the destruction that Saruman has wreaked upon the trees and he is super mad. And that's where I wrote, I wonder if Pippin knew. So I guess that's the answer to that. I think that he did know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he knew. He had something in his eye where he had an idea. A little gleam, yeah. And he actually had said at one point he knew that they were gonna survive, even though Mary was like, are you sure about this? So it seemed like he had a little bit of a plan going on. And Treebeard calls to the other Ents and they see the destruction that's happening and they're ready to go to war. The Ents are going to war. They're 
willing to yeah. die for this war. Because at this point, now they're in the war. Before they had no side, now they do. Their lives yeah. are at stake, so they have to come and fight. And I also noticed at this point, when Treebeard was going downhill, he was really <laughs> lurching around. And I was thinking, my gosh, how are those hobbits not so seasick right now? Because yeah. <laughs> he was just wobbling around like a crazy tree. And they were just hanging on for dear life. So I was thinking, they are very brave. Yeah. Because they're they're going through it. Brave little hobbitses. <laughs> and then we see Frodo for the first time in this section. Yeah, who we haven't seen in a long time. I was starting to get a little antsy. I hadn't yeah. seen him in a while, but he is still with the people of Gondor and they saw that one of their cities is burning and I believe it was called a Asgillith. I don't Osgiliath. That sounds about right. Yeah. So Frodo is still trying to convince Faramir that the ring isn't going to save Gondor, but he's not listening. So Faramir takes them into the city while they're basically in the middle of a battle and they're losing. Yeah. <laughs> and this one guy comes up to him and he's like, we're basically going to lose by nightfall. And Frodo is having a hard time. He says the eye is almost on him, which I didn't fully understand what that meant. But I mean, it seems like the power is starting to get to him a little bit. Yeah. And Faramir wants to send the hobbits to his dad as a powerful gift. And then Sam gets really angry and he tells Faramir that Boromir died trying to take the ring after he took an oath that he would protect the ring in Frodo. Yeah. And Faramir's a little lost and upset about that. And Frodo, meanwhile, is looking incredibly 2000s MySpace emo there. Yeah. Where he's like <laughs> looking through his hair up and yeah. he's like, there here they've come and i was just thinking you don't understand rachel she doesn't sleep which <laughs> is <laughs> from a different ring <laughs> oh my so gosh. the nazgul have arrived well actually just one nazgul has arrived and he's on his dragon-like creature and that is where we left off yeah lots of cliffhangers you know the battle of helm's yeah. is still raging, raging on. on Ooh, we both said that at the same time <laughs> but i like now you know as we move into this final section of the film all three of our main stories are going to war. The Ents are going to Isengard. Yeah. Gondor is protecting Osgiliath and Helm's Deep is still raging. And it's apparently not yet the light of the fifth day because Sir Gandalf has not yet returned. I am not going to totally lie. Forgot I totally about him. forgot about him. I was going to say, you, just you said definitely that. forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I almost forgot about Frodo, honestly. It's funny because I was so concerned about not seeing enough Frodo, but now I'm invested enough in the storyline that I actually didn't even realize for the first 30 minutes of this section of the movie that he wasn't in it. Yeah, at all. And what's funny too is, I mean, it's changed now for me, but the first few times that I've seen the films, I found Frodo's storyline to be the weakest and the least interesting. Really? But now that I've seen it so many times, I love his storyline because I love the internal struggle that he's going through. And I find that really interesting. I think as I've gotten older, I've connected with it a lot more than I did when I was a kid. I just wanted to see battles and sexy Aragorn. And that's wow. all I want to see. <laughs> that's really interesting because I have to say, as a 30-year-old watching it for the first time, the story that I'm the most invested in is 
the Frodo Sam storyline yeah. yeah. and seeing what Frodo's going through and hoping that he has the strength to get rid of this ring while also now knowing that it's going to kill him. Yeah. And I think I'm the least interested in the battles. And that's just <laughs> because I don't really understand battles too much. Yeah, it's hard to follow them too. I mean, these battles mm-hmm. take weeks to film. How yeah. involved oh, they I'll are. Bet. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, I think it's lost on me. I appreciate what I can of it. But at the same time, I'm so, my eyes glaze over when <laughs> I am reading books that have wars in them. And I think that's probably why I don't read too much high fantasy. Yeah. Because there's always a war. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always just like, always. oh, this is the boring part. And then I, I see if I can skip through the war part, but it's like 100 pages, so yep, can't do anything much. about it. No, but I agree with you now. I would say now that I'm older, I really connect with Frodo's story and him and Sam's friendship and that sort of struggle. I mm-hmm. do really like the quieter moments of the film yeah. with them, you know. Absolutely. So should I make some last minute predictions on how yeah. the movie is going to end? How these battles are going to turn out? Actually, now that I've said it, I have no idea. I have no thought in my head as to None. what's gonna happen. Because here's the thing. These movies have so much going on in them and yet I can't fathom what a whole other movie is going to consist of. Because yeah. I'm thinking, okay, we still have 30 minutes left of this movie. Maybe they're gonna get to Mordor. Maybe they can get rid of the ring. But obviously that's not gonna happen because there's a third movie. So yeah. what could possibly happen in these 30 minutes? And then we have another three hour movie that's like, oh yeah, and we still have to get rid of this ring, presumably. We still haven't gotten to Gondor yet. Oh, I thought that that city that the, that was under siege was in Gondor. It's not the city that keeps being mentioned. So that's Got like it. an outlying mm-hmm. city. The main city is called Minas Tirith uh, and we have not been there yet. Okay. So yeah, honestly, I have no idea what's going to happen. But hopefully everybody survives. I don't hopefully. want anybody of the main cast to die. Yeah, I agree I think with that. I would be very upset at this point because I'm invested. But I have to assume that in the last half hour, Gandalf is going to come back and maybe he's going to bring some aid with him and we're going to see these battles being won. Yeah. I would be shocked if Helm's Deep survives this battle. Yeah. That's my only prediction. <laughs> I mean, it's in bad shape right now. You know, like the wall has been yeah. breached. It's completely destroyed even if they do survive this i don't think it's a stronghold mm-hmm. that they will be able to use in the foreseeable future oh definitely not, <laughs> not so i guess we'll just have to watch and see what happens yeah and thank you all for joining us again next week we will have the conclusion of the two towers very exciting two towers too fast two towers too fast <laughs> let me just beat this dead horse mary and pippin <laughs> two hobbits two inches taller <laughs> Okay, goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to the It's All Geek to Me podcast, hosted by Leah and Kelly. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and give us a rating. You can also find us on Twitter at All Geek Podcast. New episodes drop every Thursday. See you next week. <laughs>